Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Of course. Let me turn down my earphones. I was like, that was so loud. For me, not you, obviously. Good. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Lockdown good. <laughs> good enough. Yeah. I feel like you're we're friends because yeah. um, I didn't see many people during lockdown and you were the one, one of the people I saw. <laughs> I spoke like, to. Yeah, like we've seen each other twice now. So I think that makes us best friends. <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually, yeah, it's terrifying. It's just, I guess, I can't believe like a year has 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 passed like that's just the weirdest part like my it's my birthday next week and it's my second lockdown birthday and I'm a big fan of my birthday so I'm like I'm kind of secretly raging this year I'm like not another one like I don't know if I can like I'm trying to think a lovely outdoorsy just you know like I'm trying to think oh I'll just go to Dunleary maybe and walk on the pier and have an ice cream I'm trying to think of like nice really simple things that I'll feel like it's an event (laughs) It's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's essential like your breakfast It will get you up and going Learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like Buckfast And if your head's in a pickle Or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah Good evening, it is the Keith Walsh Podcast. My name is Keith Walsh and this is a podcast. Uh, the time is... What does not matter what time it is? 20 past 8. As I record this, the date is the 15th of April as I record this. The year is 2021 as I record this. I hope you're well. I am currently in a small room upstairs in a semi-D house in... Walchestown, which is on the outskirts of Newbridge in County Kildare, overlooking the Curra, but also right beside the M7, which is a large, noisy motorway. But hey, you know, there's sort of a like a um, I don't know what the right word is, but so my house is on this side of the motorway, and you walk down a sort of a busy-ish country road. And you cross the very busy M7, which is a motorway-ish, kind of. But after that, you're on the beautiful, expansive green that is the Curra. You know? That's a little metaphor for life. Me leaving my house, going for a walk to the Curra. I have to get past the gnarly snarly traffic of the M7 and out onto the car the beautiful but it's worth it it's like Lord of the Rings really actually Lord of the Rings is mentioned in this podcast 
because I was trying to talk about having an idea and once you start doing something about that idea you pick up all these people that you need along the way you know kind of like Lord of the Rings made sense to me anyway at that time I don't know what I was smoking but hey it was good whatever I was smoking Um, what's going on here in my world at the moment Um, I've made a decision I've made a big decision I've been offered something and when I say something I mean a job and I've decided to take it and it's a full time job and I'm very excited I can't I don't want to be that guy but you know I can't talk about it at the moment but as soon as I can talk about it I will let people know Um, and it's a little bit different and I will have to upskill and learn a lot very quickly but um, I'm really excited about it this is me my, my excited voice I'm really excited about it Um, no I'm genuinely I have to say genuinely just so you know I'm genuinely excited about it and I suppose apprehensive that's why you know you know when you say you're, <laughs> someone asks you how do you feel about something like, yeah oh, great yeah, can't wait but also uh, I, I know it, it's, it's all kind of new territory to me so we'll see we'll see how we get on I, I, I think I, I think it's going to be great I've, I've a, my gut tells me it's going to be great I'm going to go for it um, which means that I might not be able to do three podcasts a week, which is fine. Uh, but we'll definitely get one, maybe two out a week. Depends on who's available and uh, how much work. It, it takes a bit of work to get the guests and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's very enjoyable work. And when I have, when I've had the time, it's been absolutely lovely to be finding guests and interesting people to talk to and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think for now, until. Till I know where I'm at, I'll be. We'll just be I'll recording with Mike every week, and take it from there. And then maybe the odd guest as well. We could do a combined. We could have like a bit of Mike and then a guest and then back to Mike. We'll see. See how that goes. Um, I'm very excited to have my guest. Uh, I'm excited that she agreed to come on because I thought oh, I missed my chance. Um, her name is Amy De Bruyne. She is in Line of Duty. She is. A uh, very, very, very accomplished Irish actor. She has been in. Well, let's mention Coronation Street first of all, where you might you might recognise her and think, "Hang on, where do I know her from?" She's also been in Viking. She's been in Jason Bourne. She has um, written her own one woman shows. Um, she has been in videos for Codeline. I think the Coronas. And like lots more besides that. That's just a sort of a potted history of who she is. She's a very uh, she's a very busy actor. She likes to create. You know, if it's I I I don't know what apart from apart from the fact that we're best friends, I don't know her. You know that well. And but from what I know of her, she just creates work. If she's quiet, she just you know gets on with it. Um. Let's just give a little rundown of Amy De Bruyne. She's currently appearing in Line of Duty Series 6 as a turning character, Steph Corbett. And that's on BBC One, as you, most of you will know. She's been in The Outpost. Um, 
directed by John Lyde. Uh, she has been in Vikings. Um, She's been in Krypton, directed by Mark Ruskin for Warner Horizon slash sci-fi. She's, she was Veronica in Bridget Neyman. If you're a fan of Bridget Neyman, you might remember the character Veronica. Um, as I said, she's in Carnation Street. She was in End of Sentence, The Cured. They're all TV gigs. Jason Bourne, 2016, uh, directed by Paul Greengrass with Matt Damon, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, she also was previously in films like The Crown and The Dragon, um, The Bachelor Weekend, the Jimi Hendrix biopic. I never actually got to watch that. I think that was filmed here in Ireland. All is by my side. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Penny Dreadful. I must uh, check out that Jimi Hendrix biopic. I think it just went straight to TV or film. Great opportunity to make something brilliant there. I don't know what happened. Uh, Tessa's The Dubervilles, Casualty, more TV. I could go on. Um, her short film After received film-based funding award and went into production January 2014, in which Amy played the female lead role. She stars in both Irish band Codeline music videos. Oh, so it's both two videos for them. I thought she was in a Codeline. Maybe I made that up. And... Uh, her one-woman theatre shows have been performed in Dublin, London, Los Angeles... New York City at critical acclaim. More recently, she completed a successful run of her play I See You with Ladybug Productions at Theatre Upstairs. She was very kind at the start of lockdown, or the, the very the first lockdown, um, to invite me on as a guest for her very own podcast, which she kind of just decided to do. Oh, the dog is in. Oh, no, the door is open. Uh, which she decided to do. Uh, Charlie actually makes an appearance in this as well. Don't you, Charlie, towards the end? She decided to start a podcast. I'm getting distracted here with the dog. Um, and the podcast is called Year of the Selfie. I, uh, it's, it was, yeah, I, the one in particular that I enjoyed was her talking, interviewing her own husband. Um, and yeah, she asked me to come on and we had a great chat. And so I was like, I better get her on my podcast, better get her on my podcast, better get her on my podcast. Then she's on Line of Duty and I was like, fuck. That's that. Well done, Keith, you big tool. And uh, then I messaged her anyway, just because you got to try these things. And she said yes, straight away. Really delighted. So we we're clearly best friends. Anyway, it is episode, I don't know what, I think it might be 94, I'm going to say 94, it could be 95 maybe, of the Keith Walsh podcast. I'll check and I'll tell you at the end, after this interview I'll come back with another few bits and pieces, housekeeping. Um, episode 95 we'll call it, and uh, it is currently starring in Line of Duty. Uh, she is uh, brilliant and a great crack, great to chat to. Um, her name is Amy De Bruyne, and I should just stop talking now because I never know when to enjoy the podcast. Thanks, Amy. No, you've no choice. You can't can't see anybody. It's been great for me. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but you like you kind of you stayed busy, didn't you? Like, I mean, as soon as so, when did we record the podcast? And that was. I think you were on series two, were you? Maybe series three at that point? Yeah, series two. So you were the last one on series two. 
and yeah so I kind of I'd, I'd basically we'd, we'd shot a couple of set episodes of Line of Duty and then it was halted and then I did that podcast kind of because it really was like it was genuinely a calling thing it wasn't a sort of like I better keep busy I want to be you know I want to be seen like you know it was more I felt I felt very much like I felt a need for it I felt like artists had just been sort of completely left in the lurch and we were all feeling the same things. And I think it took that moment of time of lockdown and us all kind of having to lose our egos and, and it being very sort of like, we were all kind of um, in the same position for everyone to get a bit honest about kind of like how they feel as an artist, you know, all of our different hangups and stuff. So I had done, I, so I did that for a couple of series and then I was back then shooting the end of Line of Duty. So that whole lockdown period for me, like although it's, it was really hard but for me as a creative I was really enjoying connecting with people I was really enjoying knowing that I was going back to work uh so I kind of felt like I was in a really good position whereas I feel maybe this time around this lockdown um I wouldn't even say it's hit like it's hit me hard it's hit everyone in the same way but I feel like it's it's a different feeling because uh, the work I've produced is now out there and now it's sort of you know, and you're sort of auditioning for things that you don't really know. Are, is this really going to get made? Like, are, you know, is, oh yeah, filming in April. Okay. Like, you know, like there's a lot of that kind of going on. So I definitely think, yeah, this time around. But so I was kind of kept super busy. But I think as well, uh, the, the thing that I really felt about with the podcast, I spent a lot of time when, when, when we, everything was shut down, I spent a lot of time like <laughs> saying so wanky, but listening. I just went... Like, I just went, I'm just not going to try. I'm not going to keep trying because I'm such a, like, I'm such a trier. I'm always doing stuff. I'm proactive. And um, that's been my nature. But I was like, no, I'm just going to do my yoga every day, keep myself sane, try and do a bit of meditation and then see what comes. And what came really loudly to me was the fact that I have a mic and I have a voice and to connect with people. And that's kind of how it happened. So there was no big, it was great because I didn't have any kind of mad expectations on it. It was kind of like, let's just get people talking and it, I don't need to be famous from it and I don't need to make my living from it or anything like that. It was just kind of, yeah, something maybe to to help. Hopefully. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, if it did. <laughs> it did. I, well, you had some great conversations. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, and the one I enjoyed the most was with your husband. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just found that, yeah. yeah, that was great. And it was great for me as a man to hear that, you know, because uh, it, I mean, the, the, the nature of the podcast was to have real conversations with people. And uh, he was very honest about his work and struggling as a director, trying to make money, uh, but wanting mm -hmm. to make art and not necessarily just ads or the frustration of trying to make an ad and and how he came up with his, his storyboarding idea. And, and it was just, I thought, I, I thought it was, it was fascinating because he was so real and honest with you. It was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, it was so funny because he, we had done the podcast and, and halfway through, no, well, like we had not done the podcast. We'd started and he just was just like, hang on a second. What am I doing here? And he was kind of like, this will ruin me. And then yeah. I was like, no, like, honestly, I think people want to hear it. And, but, but the weirdest thing was the amount of people that then came forward and we're like, oh, like talking about him and what he had said and it had inspired them. And then particularly men. 
But what was really, I found a bit interesting was I fe- I could see there was a divide between the men who were like, I really want to talk about this. This is brilliant. Like, let me chat to you. And the people, particularly men, because it was obviously a man doing it, that weren't ready to have that conversation. I think they thought that if I got them on the podcast, I'd be like, tell me your deepest, darkest fears. And that's not what was going to happen. It was more just like, it, you know, that's what happened with Sean, because he was at a point where he was ready to talk like that, you know. Did you find with talking to people, and I don't want to, you're not going to name names or anything, but I find talking to people, sometimes you can you can start the conversation and it's like, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then with other people, you can, and it can be like, okay, you're not, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. It's like, it's almost like you're not there yet or you're not, it's like, yeah. it sounds wanky, but you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. You're not open or you're, you're, you're still guarded. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, like it's just a sense, isn't it? Yeah. And like people are only willing to give what they're ready to give. Like, so some people are just like willing to put it all out there on the table and give you everything. And some people, and they probably don't even know that they're doing it, but some people are kind of just give it or are used to not you know are, are used to kind of the professionalism of kind of the guard up and you know so you can see that there's like different levels um yeah and it's and it's a hard one to navigate because you want everyone to be completely open and honest but then I understand that at the same time some people aren't either aren't there yet or don't even know they're not there yet you know uh so yeah it's 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 so interesting like from that point of view but totally like people are just people aren't aware it's not like they're coming on like mm. guard and saying i better not say this that no it's almost like a stage of, they're just they just are what they are but but i because i've done like you know i've done 90 of these now i'm just like okay mm. you know you're not you're not i know where you are that's cool you know yes let's, let's, let's have a different conversation you know yeah and I, I i like i've definitely even gotten a taste of like just with the with the stuff after like suddenly like literally the phone starts call, like starts ringing after line of duty comes out and people are like oh I want to talk to you and you can see there's certain conversations with journalists or things that you have and you just know they want to pick up on something or they're trying to get a headline and I you know and I'd say if you have been doing that a lot of that kind of work you're so used to kind of just giving a certain amount and not giving it all, you know, because yeah, because they can come with the most ridiculous oh, totally. things. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like the, the headline will be something like that. You just like some throwaway comment you made towards the end. And that's, that's when yeah. they get you is at the end, they go, and um, do you remember that guy you worked with in the seventies? What was his yeah. name? What was, and you're like, what? you've completely relaxed and you don't remember what you're saying. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. And then it's like, I remember there was a headline, like there was a thing once and I had written, um, when I was doing uh, Jason Bourne, I, my sister had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She's fine now and everything's grand. And, but it was around, it, it was two very interest, an interesting time professionally, you know, really happy, personally, very sad. And I remember I wrote a piece, it was a year later and I wrote it and I had the, a, a lovely title on it. It was just kind of a piece of writing about the experience and what that was like. And I remember I sent it to somebody in a paper who I knew and was like, I don't know if that's of any interest. And I thought it could raise awareness. And it wasn't for kind of a, it wasn't for a headline piece. Like I'd showed it to my sister and all that. And I remember that they were like, yeah. And I was like, I was thinking, oh, that's really nice. And I, I don't even know what the, what, what the title of the piece was, but it was something very nice. And when it came out, it was just my face, the story in a big headline saying, the year my sister had cancer. And I was just like, are you serious? 
<laughs> and that was a big lesson. I was like, okay, so something for me that was sort of like an article that it I felt like might, you know, move people to check themselves or, you know, uh, go go get help quickly and all that kind of stuff <laughs> kind of turned into sort of like, how can I be famous from this? Yeah, yeah, how do I, <laughs> how do I cash in on that? And then people... People will, pres- well, that's what that's where people's heads go straight away. Oh, I yeah. The, the, the thing I was thinking about the other day as well, um, uh, you know, when people say, oh, they, she must have a movie out or she must have a, a book out or she must have a, oh, you know, looking yeah. for he- looking for headlines. Right. <laughs> and I, don't, I wanted to in that moment, I, was, I, I felt like I want to go on social media and tell people, do you know when you have a book out or you have a movie out or you have a CD out or whatever? People ask you questions. Yeah. And then you answer those questions. Yes. Because you ask a question that's a bit personal, you might be honest and answer it. And then that's a headline. That's how it works. It's not like you go, yes. listen, I've got a movie coming out. I've got a really <laughs> brilliant personal story that might work to get me publicity for, you know, it's, it's, it's. Yes. Yes. How can I use this? Like, you know, or, or like, yeah, on those, was it those reality TV shows where someone's like, you know, so oh no yeah on like X Factor or something suddenly the personal story comes up and they're like oh yeah they're using that it's like there's sometimes people just ask you a question and you answer it and then it just snowballs into yeah, something like, ridiculous. Where did you get your inspiration from this uh, this role? And you could be like, well, you know, I I felt it when my sister was sick and oh tell us about your sister being sick and blah 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 blah. And yeah. Next thing it's like the time she almost died and I saved her life and you're like yeah that's <laughs> not what I said. And then, like, and then and then yeah, the, and then the so world is like ah your one must have a movie coming out there selling her selling her soul there yeah selling herself like as if like oh yeah you can <laughs> see why people like would hold back like you know because you just feel like such a tool yeah i could see it but it's 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 interesting that that yeah. article went kind of like from in your head maybe huffington post you know interesting sort of you know here, yes. here are my thoughts yes. to like front page yeah. of a tabloid kind of like, <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Oh, it um, was so grim. I just remember being like, oh. <laughs> but, but, you know, you probably did help people. So, yeah. you know, and, and you know. We, we're yeah, just... hopefully someone someone actually read it and not just the headline and was like, oh, that's a nice piece of writing. Yes. Hopefully. You, pro- <laughs> you probably did. People would recognise you from all sorts of things like Coronation Street. Yeah. Bridget yeah. Neyman. Bridget Neyman. We weren't in Bridget Neyman together, though. No, raging no. about that. Seen as we're official best friends we're now. We're best friends. We should. That's we <laughs> should have locked down conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we met on the set of Bridget Nam, and it was uh, we're friends for years. Yeah, exactly. That's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> we can't tell. I it have though. to say though, Bridget and Eamon, Bridget and Eamon was actually such a fun gig, and uh, they're so nice. So just saying, just saying, they're lovely just, people on that on that show. They are. Everybody involved was lovely, and um, yeah. And, uh, and now, of course, <laughs> I panicked because I was like, oh, shit, uh, I had intended to get you on the podcast at some stage. Right. And then when I saw you're in line of yeah. duty, I panicked. I was like, fuck, shit, I've left it too late because now she's huge. <laughs> She'll never even. Yeah, I'm too request. famous. You're too famous. <laughs> um, so so funny. <laughs> but honest, like, that's exactly what I, I was like. Oh, bollocks. I've left yeah. it. I should, you know, and I was like, that's, that's, what get, that's what you get, Keith, for not like, you know, getting back yeah, to her. Exactly. Um, or just not ask her when you wanted to ask her. But 
thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I have a little. Not at all. I do a regular. So part of this podcast, there's also a regular podcast that goes out with a, a guy called Mike. Uh, and I talk to my friend Mike. And I'm going to just play this. It's, it's very high tech. I'm going to play this from Mike into the microphone. Okay. So hopefully you can hear this. And this, is, this isn't a question. I asked him if he wanted to ask a question because he's a big fan of Line of Duty. So, oh, okay. You know, Brilliant. This, isn't, this isn't so much a question, but it's, a, it's an observation, I think. I think the thing that gets me about Line of Duty more than anything is the accents. I mean, obviously, Adrian Dunbar is the the, the Northern Irish sort of the, the lead character. But Martin Comston is like a real Glaswegian and he's got this fantastic London accent. Like, you, you can't tell. And uh, her character is a Scouser and it's a fantastic Scouser accent. So I say well done on the accents. Brilliant. It's, uh, it's not very often shows get it right, but they do. Now, he, he wouldn't have said, he would have said Amy if he'd known I was going to play that out. He did say her, but um, that's high praise Aww. indeed. That is high praise because it's been, yeah, it's been an interesting, like, I, I love doing the accent. Um, and uh, what's funny, actually, the difference between me and Martin, who plays Steve, is he stays in the accent for the entire time they're filming on breaks and everything. So the first time I met him, I just assumed he was like, he was like a little Cockney fellow or whatever. And uh, yeah, I thought he was messing with me when like, when they were like, no, he's Scottish. Um, but whereas I kind of, uh, I always have to hop in and hop out. Cause for me, it's like about hopping into the car- into the character and out of the character. But yeah, it's funny because the accent has been in a really positive uh, feedback from it, um, onset, offset, all of that. But of course, there's <laughs> had a couple of trolls, won't lie, on the old Twitter, uh, which was an eye opener in itself. Like it was, uh, uh, like it. What was really weird about, and these are very specific kind of trolls, like they either have no profile photo or they have one that's like a, a, a football banner or whatever. And uh, people who are obviously far more famous than I am know about these and are just very much aware of its part and parcel of it. But I sort of didn't realize. And I like people tagging me in things just to insult me, which was an eye opener. And I was saying to my husband, it was like, it's like, um, it's like you're sitting in your house and you're having a conversation and a stranger walks into your home, punches you in your face and walks out. Like that's literally like what it feels like. So um, I really appreciate the, the really nice feedback on, on the on the accent because I was I was never thought it was any different. I never was told it was any different. And I, was, I do have a good ear and I know myself. I was I could stand over it and was happy with I know everyone in the show was and all that. And every, all feedback has been good. But it was. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was such a, such an such an eye opener yeah about about that and um and how and my friend actually said to me he was like oh Amy you're on tv now he's like you don't have feelings just remember that I was like Mm -hmm. oh of course like it's like yeah that that was just such a you know I and I think it is just something like they they, sorry and that was the other thing as well I I was saying to to Sean I was going you know if you weren't careful you could let that tiny thing of just a couple of trolls not many you know uh really affect years and years and years of work that you've put in to getting yourself to this position and 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 the confidence that you've built and all of that and that could just be that could be ruined in one nasty little comment Mm. like it's so yeah it was so funny and I haven't kind of mentioned I'll mention them to you because like we're mates now but (laughs) I haven't mentioned the trolls 
uh, too much in the public forum because I don't want to give it, I don't want to give it light because it's been such a positive feedback on everything to do with the character that I don't even want to give it light. But I think it's interesting to mention, you know, uh, because they've sort of, I suppose they've kind of dehumanized you. They've they've just decided that you're just a person on TV who's famous, which is ridiculous because two, like two weeks ago, no one cared about me or what I was doing, you know? So it, it, it's just really funny to see. Uh, so don't troll folks. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice. And there are people behind, you know, people with feelings behind it, but it also, it 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 carries and it's, it's this, you know, long, held belief by people that you know you sell your soul to the devil or you know you, oh well she you know she she wants to work in that industry you know mm. that that comes with the territory which is yeah. the most ridiculous like 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 way to let yourself off the hook for saying something nasty like yeah and you like, wouldn't do it like in real life you wouldn't like actively like it's like it was we were even just saying the effort that these people went to to find me tag me one of them like t- replied to something that my agent was tagged in. I was just like, are you like, that's my boss. Like it was, she's not my boss, but as in, if you're thinking of normal work, you don't want to tell your agent you're shit at your job. <laughs> like, you know? So it's like a stranger walking in like, just to let you know, I think she's not very good at her yeah, job. I've just noticed you know? some, I just noticed somebody here uh, saying something bad about this person. I thought she might be, might be. <laughs> interested. I, uh, I've had people that I know send me things that they noticed that were like because I mean I wouldn't like this is this is different for you for me it was breakfast show on national radio station family you know it's different like but if someone wrote something negative yeah because I would just you just you you just ignore these things but then somebody you know going oh did you see this that wasn't very nice what they said you're like yeah don't show me I haven't seen yeah it's weird yeah it's like I always find that a bit weird when people want to like show you any of the bad stuff you're like because I kind of I prefer to just and maybe it is me trying to like avoid it or whatever but like I just prefer to just sort of live in the positivity of of whatever you're doing like yeah like I, I wouldn't I'm not going to show someone a bad review of their <laughs> their play by the way you know a play you've been writing for the last year and um, here's a really crap review for it <laughs> like have you seen that like yeah. chances are they may know about it they just don't want to see it <laughs> like uh, so, so, someone might say to my wife is Keith okay and she'd be like yeah oh no it's just a thing I'm like what oh it doesn't matter you know you're like <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh so it yeah sometimes the people you know can be the worst and mm. and, and sometimes those yeah the trolls I mean it's 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 yeah. just the license um what was it like then when you were doing so you had started line of duty when you're doing the podcast were you sworn to secrecy were you just not talking about it where you know what was that like yeah like sworn to secrecy like literally couldn't say couldn't say anything so I kind of said oh I was doing a show it's been paused and I'm going back to it and then I'm like eh. and I want to be going to people you know your ego particularly wants yeah. to be like I'm in line of <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and actually what was really weird and hard is that I couldn't even say until like my character appeared I pretty much couldn't say that anything it was kind of like you could keep it vague you can say you're back in the show but you couldn't really you know it was kind of lots of things I couldn't say so um so in one way it's hard because you you do naturally want to tell to let people know because you're proud of the work and you want to make sure they're going to watch and but and in another way yes it's just really annoying because you can't you can't you're kind of sworn to secrecy so 
but especially yeah. with Line of Duty, the build up to it, and like yeah. I, I even I was like, oh, because I haven't I haven't started watching yet because I, because I missed the first episode and I'm waiting because I I'm oh, gonna yeah. I'm gonna binge it. Yeah. Because once I once I missed the first episode, I was like, okay, I can't. Like I'm not going to yeah. start in, and I can't get it, and I can't. You know, I'm just going to wait until I can watch it properly on my TV. I don't want to yeah. watch some sort of version on my phone just to just to see it. I want to do it properly. Mm. But like, even in the anticipation for me, I was like, I was seeing things on Twitter and going, "Oh my God, it's starting!" And I was like, "Suzanne, it's starting next Saturday." <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. They got it wrong. They got it wrong. It's not starting. <laughs> but there was all this stuff going around, and you're, uh, you know, obviously you're kind of you know yeah living in the real world as a real person you must be like I'm I on this and I want to like retweet it and I'm like eh. and um actually the only people I could ever go um if I was driving you know if I had to when I had to do ADR which was only a couple of weeks before it came out and the guard guard was like uh where are you where are you off to and I was like oh I'm just I had to do some ADR for for a BBC show what BBC show and I was like oh god and I was like line of duty what? And I was like, yeah, bye. <laughs> so you can't say anymore. <laughs> but that was like a thrill because I was able to get like a reaction from somebody. But yeah, it was kind of really hard. Like, and I was kind of retweeting things, you know, before it came out. And I was like, eh. but Be- because yeah. in the normal run of events, if you weren't in it and you were just a fan of the show, you might be just retweeting stuff and going, oh, this is cool. Can't wait to watch this. Yeah. But when you're in it and you're not allowed to talk about it, you're like, oh, shit. I know. What if, what if my retweet is seen as a sign that I'm in it? Yeah, exactly. And then they'll know. Oh, and then it, it's where it like what was hard even about the last series is that people took ages to recognize me because I don't re- like she's a bit more. <laughs> this is a weird thing. A bit more downtrodden. She had a lot of hardships. So kind of, you know, no makeup and Liverpool accent. People would like watch the series and then go, <gasps> were you? In that, like, you know, I've had people who've met, like, met me going, I watched the whole thing and then went, hang on a second, you know, so, and so the part of you that wants to, it's a good, it's a good lesson in ego for sure. Like, it's a good lesson of having to just go, no, I've done the work and the work is out there. And I enjoyed it. Now it's on to the next thing or whatever, you know. (laughs) It's like uh, that my therapist used to say to me, he said, like, because I used to worry about, the consequences of things and you know what would happen afterwards and whether yeah. you know would it be successful or not and he would just say like just you throw the stone into the lake and let the ripples look after themselves you know yeah. your only job is to throw the stone in but, yes. but you're just like but I want the rip I want no like you, yeah like I know what you're saying you're just like okay I've, I don't want to I've done the work let's just see what happens let's just let us get out there and let people discover it i'm cool with that yeah, yeah but yeah. at the same time you're like i'm in fucking line of duty yeah. everybody. <laughs> don't you know who i am <laughs> but yeah the, like the, with the but then kind of being concerned as well about the consequences of things not only does it it, it just blocks you then in so many other ways as well it kind of then creates so much fear because then you're not kind of you're going because then I start thinking, oh, well, what will people think that I think I'm great because I'm in this show if I tell them I'm in this show? So it just fucks you up everywhere if you kind of go to that end goal place, you know? And I think and I think that's even why a lot of people just leave the business because, it, you know, particularly acting because they're constantly concentrating on the gig that's going to make them look good or make everybody realise they're really good or whatever. And they don't actually, they're not concentrating on the craft or... The enjoyment of it or how the, how it makes them feel 
But you struck me from what, because we're best friends, I know you quite yeah, well. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> as somebody who just kind of gets on with the work, as in like, uh, it's because you're writing, you're, you're doing your one woman shows, you know, you're, 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 you're touring, you're just making, you're creating work, like the podcast, you know, and, and I know you're, you're, yeah. you're not going to bigger big yourself up on that but you're just like okay I've got a bit of time here I can do something with this and it's not about ego it's about doing something you're interested in and you have mm. to I, I can speak and I can ask questions and I have things I want to ask and um and the same with the with the theater stuff and the, the stuff you've written and all that you just kind of like you get on with it and I you know I presume even with line of duty you'll just get on with the next thing you know and just you whatever you just create your own work you, yeah did was that a was that your ethic all along right from the start or where did that come from? Yeah, like I think it definitely came early on. Like I think definitely like after I left drama school, it was that kind of thing of like you'd get a couple of gigs and then nothing. And, the, you know, and I remember I read the book The Artist's Way and that had a huge end. <laughs> I was just going to say, did we talk about that? Possibly, or maybe were you starting it, or did I? I told I've told so many people. Maybe you told me about it, but I think it's exactly what I was thinking. uh, Yeah, yeah. Go on. And it was like, sorry, yeah. So the artist's way was a real uh, eye opener for me because it kind of got you back to your creativity and why you went into the craft in the first place. I think I'd done actually I'd done a, a show and it was a really kind of the director was quite toxic and all of this kind of stuff and I kind of I was really questioning my why, why am I why am I doing this you know and uh and that definitely was a huge influence moving forward um and then yeah and then I always just created my own work like I I, I started a theatre company in London we were doing shows then we started devising pieces and then I moved on to the one woman shows and started making them over here wrote a short film and always kind of was yeah so I yeah because I think I just felt like why do I love this like do I love it if I because like getting a role is great it's brilliant and you enjoy it and being part of a big show is amazing but it's for that moment in time and then you're back to yourself again and you have to kind of find the thing that kind of lights your fire and and lights you up and so yeah I definitely felt that keeping that like keeping that creativity made me feel like myself and and so and there was there's a freedom in it because making your own stuff like I never seemed to kind of be part of any group or you know the way some people make their own stuff and they align themselves with different like funding authorities and this and that I never was really able to do that I just wanted to make the things and make them happen and there's just such a freedom in that because then there's no there's no kind of like uh there is risk, but there's no risk. Like you're just making the thing and, and you're letting it out into the world and seeing what happens. And that was kind of always what it was about. Yeah, I, I feel maybe it's a bit of a windy answer. I'm not even sure. But no, it's no, just... it's, it is. But it's like it's like if you like the thing that fascinated me about writing the one man show was that how was the process of just deciding to write something and then you're almost like gathering these people as it's like Lord. Yeah. Of the, it's like Lord of the Rings. You're like, okay, the, the, we have this person who's going to help me with this, and this person's going to help me with yeah. this, and then suddenly you've got like, it's on the stage, and there's a lighting guy, and there's and everybody's working on it, and people are getting paid for it, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. That, it's that's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, and it comes from a different place. You just feel like it's it, you know because your intention is so pure. You're not like I never like 
yeah, a bit of be, you know, when I first started, it was kind of like, well, I'll write, I'll write something for myself and I'll just do it. So part of you is coming from that, but your intention is quite pure. You want to make something, you want to make people feel, feel something. And then suddenly other people with, you know, are kind of magnetized towards this project. And it, there's something really magical about it. And like, and that's what I love about making my own stuff. And, and I always notice when I start getting too heady in it, like, oh, I better write a thing so I can be, so people don't think I don't write anymore. I can't write, you know, it has to just come in a really natural, natural way. And um, yeah, and it's a weird, I always feel like a bit of a lone wolf in that world because I've never, yeah, I've never really kind of aligned myself, like, you know, to, to anybody or anything and uh, uh, you know so I'm always kind of I always feel like I'm a bit of a weird outsider in that kind of in that kind of world but I kind of like it mm. well it's yourself you know you can you know it's, you make your own work you're 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 happy to be on your own and to sort of start something you know from scratch and I think once yeah. you've done it and seen something f- started from scratch and seen it right to the end and you yeah. know whatever you got from it or whatever you didn't get from it but you know the process and you can start again and you can do yeah. it slightly differently or you know it just becomes um but but it's it but it's like that of just you gather the right people um as you go and yeah uh, that's that's fascinating to me like that it, it, like it's it's so obvious but you know if if you walk into uh your local art center with an idea there's a chance that they're yeah very good chance they're looking for, for for ideas you know they are an art center they might need content you know yeah and people are so afraid like that's what I I, I don't know where the fearlessness for me came from because I, I don't know why but like but there's that book it's called the war of art and it's really simple it's like literally pet like just rat like lovely little anecdotes but it's resistance he says that resistance is one of the biggest you know, it's going to fuck every artist up because you just like resist it. And what I know that I have, that the thing that I know I have in myself is I always go, well, let's just try, let's just do it. Let's just do it and see what happens. So whereas like, and me and Sean always have these conversations where Sean's like, you always just go for it and just see what, like, but he was like, for him, he'll start, he'll start editing the piece before it's even, whereas I'm happy to throw myself in. And I was kind of going, you know, I, like, I don't know where that came from in me, but like, I just feel like, who cares? Like people, people are so consumed with themselves that they actually don't really care what you're doing. You have this image in your head that everyone's going to think I'm really stupid, but like, who cares? Who cares? Like yeah. they don't actually, all they're thinking about in their head is their own. It's all reflected back on them and what they're thinking. And and even if they're going like, would you look at her up there thinking, you know, she's this or that. That's because they're putting something on you and that's their business and their you know, easier said than done, obviously. Of course. But like, you know. Of course. But but it but it is that thing of like, well, you know, if you, if you want to tell people that, well, I, I wrote half a play and then I stopped, I couldn't finish it. It was terrible. Yeah. And they're like, well, okay. Yeah. I, I ate half a sandwich today and couldn't finish it. You know, it's it's not yeah. ex- you know, you you just you're you're and it is that's the danger is that you're already like you're seeing you have, before you've even put pen to paper you're yeah. on the stage and people are booing you at your, yeah. you know, because of your terrible play that you haven't even written yet yeah exactly it just makes it makes no it's it kind of makes no sense why we limit ourselves like that like and i've had actually th- this year i just made this weird decision and i don't know if if i i have a, i'm i'm not the year is not through so i have no idea how i feel at the end of the year 
but I just made a decision uh, as one of my intentions for 2021. I was like limitless, like no limits on like, don't put limits on myself because I just feel like we all do it and we don't even know we're doing it half the time. We put limits on our joy. We put limits on what we think we could do, you know, and, and, and it's all based on other people and what other people think or, you know, and I just thought, what an interesting thing for the year just to have that somewhere in the back of my mind. I don't know if I'll feel particularly different at the end of it, but I just think to have that somewhere is always a good, yeah, it was like, felt like a good thing for the year. And I think it's a good year to think that. To do it, yes. But, yeah. but, but genuinely, I think it's, it would be good for other people to think that, you know, when lockdown's over, you yeah. know, here's a, it's almost like second chance uh, territory, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah. Like, well, you know, that was pretty shitty and like people died and bad things happened and I'm out the other side. And so it's kind of like we can be like, oh, this is second chance and like, let's just yeah. fucking go for it, you know? Yeah. Cause like, why not? Like, do you know, it's just been, yeah, it's been pretty miserable for most people. So like, why not just like take the, yeah, take the, the, the root, the, the ceiling off yourself, like break through it a bit. And because like, and, and also it's a mentality thing. Like, cause what, like this whole year we've been sort of like limiting ourselves. We can't see anyone, can't do this. We can't do this. So we kind of go, I think it's really interesting in those kind of years to kind of go, well, why, why am I putting limits on my career? Cause I kind of go, well, God, is anything being filmed? Is anything even happening? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> we can't really travel. Uh, like why not just go actually something huge could come in this year. Cause it could just be that year where randomly something big and amazing could come in, you know, it's just like a shift in perspective. But it's also something for it's also for other people to worry about um, yeah. if if there's a big movie being made. You know, you yeah. don't actually yeah. you just have to make yourself available and go, listen, if there's any big movies being made this year. Yeah. Look for me. Chance, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm available. You know, that's all. You know, I, I can get a flight. Yeah. I can talk to the, I can talk to the guard. I can tell him he'll let me. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he knows me, me from lying in duty. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But that's oh. exactly it. And can I be really sort of nerdy when you say for line of duty or a TV or, or a movie, when you get the script, hmm. I'm going to ask you about your process. Now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so let's take the character in line of duty. Mm. Uh, obviously she's a different upbringing to you. She's from a different city, not, you know, Liverpool and Dublin have a lot of similarities. Like, where do you, I'm just, I've already started putting words in your mouth. Um, <laughs> so what's your process then? So I think mine would lean towards, so I'm only saying lean towards so that there's a reference for people who actually are aware of those kind of things, but like I would lean towards more of like a Michael Chekhov way of thinking, which is more about imagination based and your, your physical body and stepping into what you think they're kind of either where, where, where they lead from in their bodies or what they're, you could call it their aura or whatever, you know, kind of that thing. And, uh, so it's hugely imagination based. So I don't that, you know, that's probably for me why I can't stay in the accent because I need to separate Amy, the actor and the character of Steph. I have to step in and out. And it's not like a big process. It's a flick of a switch, but it's just for me. I need to keep the two separate. Um, so, yeah, be more kind of that way. And what's really helpful, though, is with an accent, it does lead you in like it's so I find doing an accent so much easier because I feel very then I I kind of that gives you clues about where she's from how she holds herself and all of that kind of stuff and um yeah and just reading the words reading the script giving what's in front of you and 
And then actually, funnily enough, just going back the second time, I keep saying this to everyone I'm talking to, but going back the second time for Line of Duty, just for the accent, I just thought, oh, I'll listen a bit to Stephen Graham because he plays my husband in the first series, not in the first series, in the last series. And I was kind of going just to see if there's any little intonations that I might pick up on, because you know how husbands and wives, you end up kind of might saying little things that are similar or talking in the same way. And and then I remember when we were doing uh, a bit of ADR, there was a line that I thought, oh, that's similar intonation to a line. I was thinking of a line in my head that he had said in the previous series, but but those are just little things. But generally, I kind of I always want to keep it fun and easy and like you're just stepping into a costume like, you know, I, I, I'm just not a fan of method and I'm not a fan of like, I mean, like the strict like Stanislavski kind of like living as a person because I just find that so limiting to me because like I just go, I've, I'm this tiny person with these tiny experiences. I can't live out, you know, I can't go like, oh, Steph's husband's, like, her th- his th- uh, throat was slit in the last years. So that was, like, the time my granda, who was 80, died. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, do you know what I mean? So I like to use my imagination and get into it in loads of different ways. And then it kind of becomes more of a, like, it feels like more of a spiritual experience, because it sounds mad, but it's you're bringing everything you're stepping into it, you're stepping into atmospheres, you're working with, you know, different parts of yourself. And it's, and it's a much more freeing experience and the possibilities are endless. And, and then it's like, you're having like, uh, there's, there's in the last episode, so it's out, so I can talk about it. But like, there's a conversation with me and the character Steve, and she's talking about, you know, all drugs will ruin you and stuff. And there's this, these lovely moments that I was catching between them. Cause I remember doing that scene in person and picking up on energetically something he was giving me and then me giving it back to him. So it, yeah, it feels like a, a, a completely different experience where I feel like if I was using a very strict, like Stanislavski method and I'd be, I know I'd be in my head and I wouldn't be in my body and I wouldn't be feeling the atmosphere in the room. I'd be, and I, I know I'd be concentrating just on myself. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a really interesting like approach for me to do. So you'd arrive in your costume and your accent and your aura and the person. And, <laughs> but, 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 but no, but, what, yeah. but, but then you, but then you're present as that person so that you can, yeah. so that you can get the feel for the moment. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've done all that, all that stuff is behind me then yeah. I'm in the costume. I'm in the, I, I have a sense of her and it's always just a sense. Like it's never, uh, you know, I, I like, yeah, like when you're on stage, sometimes it's different. Like, no, I don't even think it is different on stage. It's, it's a sense of, of a person. And then you're, and then you're just living their truth in that moment. But it's always how you, I find how I get, how I get to that moment. Cause I have a little sense and then it's like, and then boom, we're in the moment and then we're just playing and she's reacting in ways that I wouldn't react and all of that. So. And uh, I, I want to be a bit fangirly about Stephen Graham for a moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, w- was he lovely to, to, to work with? And So he was lovely, but I only ever met him at the read through because everything that all my scenes and his scenes were separate. Ah, okay. and, uh, and, and all our scenes were because he was off on this job with the OCG remembered that uh with the ocg uh all our stuff was like on the phone so we only ever met at the read through but he was really lovely and but what was really mad was like share even though we hadn't hadn't like officially worked together like sharing the screen with him 
was like amazing to be doing technically a scene with him and like and knowing that you had to be on that level like I met a casting director afterwards and she was like you she's like you held your own up there you know and for me who's just a gigging actor who is like ah about Stephen Graham that's like amazing to me because I'm just like yeah like actually yeah I, I think I did like well no one <laughs> no one cut me <laughs> from yeah, the scene. Didn't cut my scene <laughs> yeah like it was uh that was like a, a kind of like a special moment where I was like I had to like sit like anchor in it and go like yeah actually god I did that thing and I'm not going to make it small that was impressive like mm. for for me or if I told myself that was going to happen 10 years ago when I was watching This Is England, I would have been like, nah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, like he's done some, obviously he's worked with, the, yeah. you know, the best. Uh, and um, he's friends, you know, he's worked with De Niro and uh, yeah. Scorsese and all those guys. Stop. But I still, but he, I love when he comes, I, I love when he comes home. Yeah. And he just <laughs> does the, you know, the Irish guy from Liverpool or whatever. I like, yeah. Uh, oh, the virtues. The virtues. Oh my God. Yes. Like, but that just shows, I just think that shows how good of an actor he is because he's, he's, it's about the project. Do you know what I mean? It seems like it's about the projects, it's about the characters. It's not just about like, and now I go to Hollywood and I go be famous. It feels like, and you can see that, like he's putting the time and energy into, into the roles and into the work and. And, and picking his scripts and, you know, I'm I'm working on projects that he likes and uh, yeah, the virtues is just, I mean, but also I. (laughs) I have to, I had started, it was about a, about a year ago, maybe more, and I'd started going to therapy and I was doing all this work on myself and I listened to his um, Desert Island Discs. Yes. And it was, I, like, so I have a moment with him, right? He doesn't know yeah. about it, obviously. And I'm not going <laughs> to, maybe I should tell him, maybe I should troll him on social media until he yeah. pays attention. Troll him, that works. People really like you when you troll. And I yeah. drove all the way to work that day crying, listening to Des- him on Desert Island Discs. And it was the first time in a long time I'd cried, properly cried, you know. And it was yeah. him, it was whatever he was talking about, just got it out of me. It was like, it was brilliant. It was cathartic. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was like it was, the, I was delighted with myself crying as I drove up the motorway. But uh, so I always feel like I shared a moment. And he, he got God. that out of me, you know, it's mad. Was it, it, it just him talking? Because he kind of opens up about his whole. Because did he have a breakdown or something after drama school or something like yeah, that? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, he he had been through his own stuff, yeah. you know, and it, just his honesty, I think. And yeah, and then he was talking about his family and just oh, and his wife, like when he's yeah, I remember that. <laughs> just like I was like yeah, I'm crying just thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so I'm a bit fangirly with him, and and obviously he's he, he's really great. So that I mean, amazing. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> that's why it's fascinating to me because you you know you've got to turn up on on set and you're yeah. you're, you're joining in with something like that with the actors yeah. that are there already and and you know is there is there a nervousness on the first day or is that is it like do you grow into it or are you just are you kind of like look I better show up and just be fucking be ready yeah it's like you do kind of half of it go like I have to be show up and be ready and there definitely was a moment in series five the last series and I, I remember it was in the kitchen with my my kitchen love that kitchen always there in the kitchen in um in Steph's house with Kate and Steve the two characters Kate and Steve and I remember having like a moment out of my body just being like oh god okay yeah we're doing it now Amy like we're really doing it like you thought you were doing it before but we're like this is like okay you know because there's nowhere to hide mm. um 
but yeah, I just, and then, do you know what? I think those are the moments where all of the years of preparation, writing your own stuff, all those moments of putting yourself out there, knowing, like telling you, I can do this, I can do this. You know, I can definitely do this. I know I can do this kind of come in and you just go, oh, fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? There is, I'm as, I'm as, I'm as well capable of being here as that person. And, you know, and you have to, cause you're, you're at work then and you have to just do it. But it is that really yeah, funny moment where you're kind of going, oh, oh, we've arrived. Yeah, <laughs> really? Okay. Like, yes. Like on the on the line of panic attack territory here, where yeah. I just talk yeah. myself down and yeah. you know, just ground myself. Because it comes back to what you were saying, like they're not necessarily, they're probably, everybody's going through their own issues. Yeah. You know, they're, no one's looking at you going, oh, she would she be, be good here, you know. Yeah everybody's just trying to do their job you know and make to the best totally and the weirdest thing about people like that here you're kind of going they're so like they they've done like million series of this and they've also done like like the two like like all of them the leads in that show have just worked on so many different projects and everything but the weirdest thing is they're the most gracious people like after you do a scene and if they think you did like a good job they're like mate that was amazing like oh that was amazing mate and you're like yes um okay thank you you know like because you're kind of going yes like because they're just assuming like we're all just in the same position but somewhere in your head you've told yourself like oh, I'm lucky to be here and you know and I think there's a point where you have to just like knock that on the head and go no I'm I'm allowed to be here like I'm yeah. perfectly capable you know, and yeah, be grateful for your job. But when you go into your job, just go into your job like everybody else. Because mm. you know, it's like... and don't and don't call her lol. Oh yeah, <laughs> whatever you do, don't, say lol. don't call her lol. I know, because like, and then, yeah, and then, then I'm always going. Do I call them by the character? Don't call them by their character names. Don't call them by the character names because you're half tempted to be like, you know, and you're like, no, just human names. Just go to work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I better not start fangirling on the all of the uh, this is England cast. Oh um, yeah, I know. Oh, she's but she's amazing. Like they're all amazing. They are. They're just so good. But so, I just, I just think she's. Yeah, I mean, look, she's brilliant as yeah. just a female. I don't know. I'd imagine it's a difficult. It's a difficult. It must be a, a difficult career, and you'll know for mm-hmm. women. More difficult. There, there's definitely added yeah. levels of difficulty for women um, yeah there's more I think there's more pressure and uh, yeah, there's less roles like I, obviously that's changing but there's less roles more pressure probably more competition more and more expectation on what you look like as well I've heard so many people kind of you know with the horror stories about that as well and yeah and and it all becomes muddied as well like because it should just be about your talent and how good you are but it can become so muddied particularly for women because they're like well okay what can we sell you on what shoots can we do with you and you know it's like just let me do my job <laughs> yeah and it is muddied because it would well no for this part we need a tall um yeah. slim blonde lady that's the part that's her i mean she's yeah. not, i'm not being sexist here or not you know i'm not being i'm not stereotyping anybody you know yeah so it is difficult you know um, yeah and you have to be I'd imagine you know you have to have a certain amount of strength as well yes to definitely. deal with to deal with it yeah definitely what, what are your um we might not get into that too much I oh, no. <laughs> <nearly>. <laughs> what are your tools then that you use personally to 
reset and keep you going and keep your keep your mind open and you know keep yeah. keep the stress and panic attacks away <laughs> do, you have, do you have daily rituals or I mean like yeah. you, I know you mentioned meditation and yoga and stuff yeah like my two main ones are meditation and yoga so I do uh I do both every day um I started taking Sunday off yoga because I was going this is being a bit of an addictive kind of thing now you know because I I then kind of go no come on like it's a, there's a ritual and then there's also <gasps> I have to go to my yoga class you know mm. so I I started taking Sundays off um and actually and another actor I know at the beginning of lockdown she started sending a meditation she started a little whatsapp group and started sending us a meditation through every day which is lovely so that's another kind of lovely ritual and I think that. I think those two, and obviously I love a good self-help book. I love a good, like a good podcast on anything kind of mental health or anything kind of, uh, I say say spiritual, but more mind, body, spirit kind of stuff, anything like that. And I think they're all the things that keep you in check so that when you do go to do your job, you're just going to do your job. And it's nothing about, you know, it's not reflected like on you know oh well if I don't do well today if I don't feel like I did a good job today my job well then I Amy the person is the worst person in the world and she should you know whatever and and I think as well the yoga and the things like that especially with what we're saying about women and how they're kind of perceived and look a certain way it shifts my mindset into how my body operates what I can do for my body um, as opposed to kind of what my body looks like in this scene, you know, because you can't, you know, you can't take away from the fact that people are putting clothes on you and making you look a certain way, you know, as a character. And then you might, you have to just get on with it, wear the clothes. You mightn't think they flatter you with it, you know, but you have to wear them anyway. And so there's all kind of, so it's for me, it's about kind of shifting my mind into kind of, you know, using those tools to to get my mind in a good place so that my job just becomes my job and not everything that I'm about because for so long I think it was you know it's been a journey to kind of you know I've all it's all I've always been working on separating myself as an actor and as a person because I think it's just the healthiest way to do it yeah and I also think it's healthy generally you know I think that Mm. you know we have to we have to close the laptop and turn off the work and you know uh, there has to be separation between probably a little bit more difficult for you because or for anybody in theater, media, or whatever, you're you're always on. You always have to be available. You always have to be aware. You know, mm. kind of, you kind of feel like you do. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a twenty four hour job. It can be. Yes, particularly yeah, because you can get a phone call at any time of day, and you can, and then also like things are, you know, you're. I'm aware, like, I'm, of course, I'm aware of what I put up on social media because I have to be because anyone can take whatever they want from it at any time. So I have to be careful about those kind of things. So you're yeah, you're constantly on. I see your little doggy in the background. Dog Sorry. In. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Join us. Come in, Charlie. Um, um, yeah. So you, you kind of have to have the be able to separate. I think that's important. Yeah. For, and for... I think a lot of actors don't like uh, be, uh, and you can tell because like. Um, it is that conversation of you might be kind of like you might just be talking about I don't know a program and someone starts telling you all their mates I've spoken to that's oh I think my speaker just went there my speaker's back sorry okay. um Mike is back um yeah like you could I think you can tell or like you go you know you say to somebody how are you doing and then they start just listing all the things that they've been working on and uh 
and and then you, you, you so you so you instantly know that it's all caught up in their identity and I'm like no I'm just asking how you are like you can tell me about your child you can tell me about a weird incident that happened today you don't have to like I'm not asking for your CV mm-hmm. I believe you I think you're good at what you do you know um or or name dropping people or name dropping you know jobs that you've worked on of course that happens sometimes it's relevant to what you're talking about but it's not always you know mm. so you can really tell when people are doing it. And then you f- I always feel bad because I'm like, oh, and then I always feel like, I hope I'm not doing that too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. you know, oh no, I hope people don't think, you know, because it, it's just, it's awful because it's just, they feel like they're under pressure. So, you know, it's no like, it's like feeling judged when you're not being judged. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to just say how are you, I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm not judging your, you know. Yeah, your, how are you? Don't career. have to say good work. Or, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Let's, let's just chat. Yeah. It, whatever. But yeah, there is that whole thing of uh, things really kind of only I feel happen naturally and enjoyably, and life becomes a lot easier when you kind of get out of your own way. Um, it's mm. kind of, I think it's hard to explain, but I definitely think that book, The Artist's Way. Yeah definitely art answered it's a lot a of questions one. for me um about yeah just, about getting out of your own way and then just doing stuff that you want to do you know and it'll it'll all kind yeah. of you know it'll all sort itself out you know if you just trust yourself yeah. you know because you get you get you got it you but you're a creative person so you need to feed that creativity somehow some way you know and I think we forget that because in our heads somewhere it got skewed and it became about like what you know successes you have or what jobs you've booked and it's not you're a little creative soul and you need to mind yourself and make things that make your creative soul happy mm. and you know and then everything else is a bonus yeah like you know being on a nice tv show is a bonus but it's not yeah, all yeah, it is yeah, you know yeah, yeah. But, but, and also did lots lots happen to get you there and lots of yeah lots of good and stuff things I'm, I, yeah. lots of bad things bad lots things. of mistakes and and stuff I'm just as proud of. And when people kind of go like, oh, God, what is it like to work on that thing or that thing? And the two big things now with journalists at the moment, because that's just the way it goes, are like Line of Duty and uh, and the time I, I did the Jason Bourne film. And it's so funny because there's so many in my head, much bigger experiences that were far more transforming and life changing and could have been a show that I wrote and a place that it took me or whatever. But it's funny because it's just it's just that perceived idea from the outside of like of what kind of is shiny and looks good. Mm, Whereas that's, that's not the thing that got you where you are at all. Yeah, because what the word success means is is different, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And what's and what next now? This is the, the classic. Oh, I know. What next? No, this is, and this is what I said yesterday to somebody. This is a funny one because this is the first time that I'm literally I'm actively allowing myself bask in the job that I've just done and enjoying it and just seeing what comes like I'm literally like an open an open book at the moment I've written something that I'm hoping to get funding for and if I don't I'll, I'll still do it anyway that's that's my problem is that I will because <laughs> for some reason I don't I, I don't when, some, when I'm knocked down I just annoyingly get back up it's very annoying um it's annoying for myself too um so yeah I'll definitely make that thing that I've been writing and uh and I've been auditioning and just waiting to see if what the next kind of project will be, because it has been a funny year. So kind of things were at a standstill. So now everything's kind of starting to audition again and get back up and running. And that's something that I'm just accepting for the first time in my life. I'm not going to push through. The thing that I wrote was something that happened very naturally, just like a like a short film. And um, it's happened very naturally. And I'll see where that takes me. 
and with kind of regard to everything else I'm just going to leave it open and just kind of see what happens and be yeah I'm I'm in receiving mode you're waiting moment. waiting yeah, waiting I'm open and um, yeah and the podcast the podcast I'm not sure if it will return I'm kind of hemming and hawing about it um because I really liked I really I topped it with Sean I tailed it with you and I really loved that kind of it felt like a very full circle moment. So, and the reason I haven't gone back to it is because I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to kind of just do it because I felt like I had to. So I was kind of, I was recently toying with the idea of going back to it because it felt like a good time with lockdown and people being in a certain position for those conversations. So yeah, maybe, maybe. watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, I've left it very open. God, that, my, my, all my answer like, we'll see, we'll see. I'm very... <laughs> I see more chill than I am. I'll have you know that. But like, I'm definitely, that's a work in progress. It's kind of going, no, I'm just going to see where I am now. And I'm literally just in seeing what happens. Yeah. And that's the first, literally the first time in my life I've always have something on the go. And I still technically do because I've written something, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to just keep very kind of centered and calm about it all. Yeah. And you're, yeah. And it, it but you know, it takes work to do that. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. Take- you know, so you're like you're saying it. You're going, uh, you know, mostly I mostly am. I, yeah, mostly. Yeah. Except yesterday when I had a meltdown, but mostly. Yeah. I'm, but that, yeah, it, exactly. it just takes work. Um, listen, thanks a million for your time, and uh, thank you. I'm actually, I, I'm well, I, myself and my wife eventually watch it. I'd be saying that's my friend there. Yeah, exactly. That's my bestie. That's my, that's be- my BFF. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks very much for coming and to agree. And I definitely, I definitely had a panic. I was like, oh, bollocks, I left it too late now. Not at all. To ask her to come on the podcast. So I really appreciate it. Because No, I, I'm I, thrilled. I'm I love this side of it. This is mo- like, this is much more easy for me than the, than the asking questions. The asking oh, questions. Yeah, yeah. Is, it's not, not my comfort zone. So this has been very enjoyable. <laughs> But even I think the difference between this maybe and a newspaper journalist ring, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. Do you, do you find that more comfortable or is it? Oh, this is, is far more. Yeah. No, I, I like, I enjoy these things because they're so much more of a, just a, a normal chat. And uh, yeah, do they just feel like, whereas with the, with the kind of, with the journalist stuff, it's always, there's an angle on it and you're trying to, you know, and, move it you know in a certain direction as well and they're just trying to do their job in fairness to them yeah no totally you know so it's but it's like but also with this I can waffle and I don't feel like well you're probably like shut up Amy but I feel more like yeah yeah <laughs> I can just waffle away and, and and come to a conclusion about something whereas <coughs> in an interview I'm more likely to give short answers hello Charlie I'm so sorry Charlie's giving out Charlie's like oh when the podcast is over I will bark yes I will bark to signal the end of the podcast. I know. He's like, that's my cue. That's enough time now talking. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, Amy, get get on with it. <laughs> you know what's going on. It's usually the postman or something. Amy, oh, yeah. thanks a million. Best of luck Thank with everything. You. It was really a pleasure talking to you. It was uh, lovely. As nice as the podcast we did uh, at the start of lockdown. Um, yes, exactly. Very enjoyable. Um, hopefully we'll get to talk again at some stage. Yes, and, definitely. And I'm looking forward to your show. I'm definitely going to come. I'm excited. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Great. I'll be like, I'll tell you, you said you'd come and I've no tickets sold. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll be there for sure. You, uh, you have it on tape now. Okay. okay. I, will, I will play that back to you. Yeah. Listen, Amy, thanks a million. See you. Thank you. you go. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Ah, thank you very much. Amy De Bruyne there. Uh, brilliant actor, writer, podcaster. Um, 
and probably much more that we didn't even get to talk about. Uh, loved talking to her, and of course, um, Vicky McClure was lol. I kept mentioning, don't saying, don't call her lol. Um, Vicky McClure is the actress who plays lol in This Is England and is in Line of Duty as well. Um, and Stephen Graham, God, she's met she's met all my heroes, but she's my friend, so you know, kind of means that I'm kind of friends with them as well. You know, I might just give. Vicky and Stephen ring later and uh, just see if they're available you know when lockdown is over just for a chat they might want, want to come to my play anyway thanks very much to Amy uh, I'll say it again and um, normally now I'd sort of mention something that this person might have to uh, promote or sell but uh, no just follow her on social media and you can go and um, check out her podcast they're still up there uh, and there's some brilliant chats in there Um it's called Year of the Selfie, and the first one was with her husband, Sean Brannigan. There's loads. Oh, she did two series. I was series two, episode six. So I was the final one. Did not know that. Did not know that. Uh, Avi McCann, designer Emma Manley, uh, Holly Matthews, Paul Reed, the actor, um, Nick Lee, actor and writer, and Avian Garry voiceover artist, actor, and uh, presenter. So, yeah, some good... Good chats in there, some good real chats. Uh, Year of the Selfies, then on the podcast, check it out. Um, that's it for me. I gotta go edit this, get it up, and um, think about the rest of my life. Uh, I can't remember what this, what I decided the sign off was going to be. Um, remember, mind yourself, and we'll keep doing this for as long as we can. Was that was that what it was going to be, Mike? Mike, if you're listening to this, will you let me know if that's what it was? Gonna, I can't remember. I should listen back. Anyway. Uh, I gotta go thanks for listening don't forget to uh, give us a review rate the podcast tell your friends shout out on social media thanks to Acast as always for the support and um, just yeah just thanks good luck goodbye good night take it easy be nice to yourself okay the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.